Hello, welcome to today's episode. So in episode 16 and 17, we discussed several aspects of gut health after weight loss surgery. To recap, we spoke about the gut microbiome and their effect on human health and having the right balance of good gut bacteria and reducing or silencing the bad bacteria can have positive effects for our current health and reduce the risk of chronic disease in the long term. In episode 17, we explored all the different flavonoids and their benefit on our gut health and our overall health. They are antioxidant, anti-cancer, anti-mutagenic and anti-inflammatory to name a few. So adding in more plants is really beneficial for our overall health. In this episode, we are going to wrap up those two episodes into one practical episode to make sure that you can go forward and implement the dietary strategies to support your gut health and then your overall health. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. The first point is to make sure that you're getting enough fiber daily. Men need 30 grams of fiber a day and females need 25 grams of fiber a day. Now, fiber is a type of carbohydrate that is only found in plant foods. It helps to add bulk to help the bowels function well. Increasing fiber in the diet assists with lowering bad cholesterol levels in the body by removing it through the feces. It also helps remove excess wastes and all the breakdown of products that happen in our body and take them into the feces for elimination. It is ideal for our bowels to open at least once every two days or at least once a day, but I know some of you who've had weight loss surgery, it might be a little bit longer than that. So using these strategies might help speed up your gut digestion and improve your bowel habits. So there are two different types of fiber. There are soluble and insoluble. Both types are important for a healthy diet. So soluble fiber is obviously soluble in water. And they're found in fruits, vegetables, oats, rice, barley, psyllium, and legumes. So as you know, if you put psyllium husk into water, it will swell and it does the same thing in your gut. So soluble fiber helps the feces swell and makes it easier to pass. On the other hand, insoluble fiber, which is found in whole grain breads and cereals, wheat bran, nuts, seeds, these are the non-digestible parts of fruits, grains, vegetables, legumes, nuts, and seeds. And they all travel to the bowel, the large bowel specifically, undigested. So this is where the gut bacteria feed on it and make it into beneficial substances or the soluble fiber, add roughage to the stools to sort of help it bulk up and make it easier to pass. As a subcategory to this, it is also important to add in prebiotic-rich foods, which help feed the gut bacteria. Now, this helps support the gut bacteria by growing in number and improves the diversity, which will then ultimately silence or downregulate that bad bacteria, which we don't want too much of them. So to think about ways to add this into your diet, you want to think of garlic, asparagus, 
Jerusalem artichokes, which honestly I've only ever had once in my life and don't know how to cook, but it seems to be the go-to for prebiotic-rich foods. However, you could have whole grains, inulin. It's often added to processed foods, inulin. The Red Tractor's high-protein granola that has inulin in it, which is great for gut health, and other things such as onions and all the types of whole grains that you can buy from the supermarket. And whole grains mean that you're eating the whole grain, which is a bit different to whole meal. They take the outer layer of the grain off and then they process that without that extra roughage on the outside. So whole grains means the entire grain has been put into the product rather than just a subcategory of the actual grain, if that makes sense. So trying to add in a lot more of those foods, if you can tolerate them, will support that gut bacteria. Now, fiber is important for healthy stools. So as I mentioned, if you are a bit backed up, fiber is only one of the three key factors to help get your gut moving again. So I like to think of bowel motions in the form of a triangle. So it's a trifecta. So you need to have enough fiber. And then in addition to having enough fiber, you need to drink enough fluids. Now, the body needs about 30 mils per kilo in most cases of fluid a day. So let's say for mathematical sake, if I was 100 kilos, I would need 30 mils times 100, 3,000 mils or three liters a day. Now, that's a fair bit of fluid. But if you think about what the fluid is needed for in the body, so think digestive juices, your blood, saliva, keeping your joints lubricated, and of course, passing stools, It's important in that day-to-day function. So if you're constipated, it's more often a case of maybe the body is actually reabsorbing that fluid to use for other body processes. So to make sure that your bowels work well, make sure you're also adding enough fluids as well as adding enough fiber. Now to round out that beautiful triangle of getting the bowels to work, the last factor to make sure that you have is exercise or movement. So proper bowel movements tend to work when we are moving ourselves. So when we walk, our bowels are walking with us. So they're actually moving, um, which I always found funny. So if you're sitting down, your bowels are resting and they're not moving very much. What's important is that if you are a bit blocked up, consider adding in a nice 30-minute stroll around the block or break that up into three 10-minute walks daily. And that will help get your bowels moving, particularly if you're walking in the morning. On another note, exercise also positively affects the gut bacteria by improving the diversity of the microbiome and enriching the microflora of the gut. Another impactful way of supporting your gut health is to include foods that have probiotics in them. Prebiotics are the types of fiber that feed or are the food for the gut bacteria, whereas probiotics are the bacteria itself that help the gut increase in population of good gut bacteria and also reduce that harmful bacteria. Now you can get probiotics from supplements. Obviously everyone's seen the Inner Health Plus advertisements, but they can get them from food as well. So they're often found in yogurts, fermented foods like sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, miso, and some sourdough breads. It is important to not get a blanket supplement for probiotics and try to get one that's specific for the reason why you're taking it. That can really help. And when you're looking at yogurt labels, try to get one with at least a million bacteria in that actual serve of yogurt. That can help make sure you're getting enough. Because often 
with any marketing, they might add quote-unquote probiotics, but they only might add a small smidgen of it. So to get the best benefit, try get one that's got millions of bacteria in it or colony-forming units. And one practical handy tip to put all of this into practice and to carry forward into your day-to-day life is to aim for 30 different plant foods a week. Now, this includes all plant foods. So this includes tea, coffee, herbs, spices, whole grains. The more diversity of plants you have in your diet, the more good bacteria there are and a larger population. To take this one step further, there would also be more flavonoids in your diet or those positive plant chemicals, which are anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, anti-mutagenic, as we mentioned earlier. So these all help point to improvements in your overall and general health. So for example, if you were to have a soy milk porridge with cinnamon and blueberries, the plant foods in that are oats, soy milk, cinnamon, and blueberries. So there's four plant foods or four points towards your goal of 30 different plants each week. Start by adding in more color to your meals. Add in one more serve of vegetable than you normally would. Try a different type of fruit or add a fruit salad in rather than just one specific fruit. Try a different legume or lentil or try four bean mix to knock off four different plant foods in one. You could also try switching your crackers or your bread for one that's got more seeds in it, such as Vita Wheat 9 grains instead of Cruskets, or try mixed nuts instead of just almonds. Keep a tally of all the different plant foods you have in the notes section of your phone and see if you can get close to 30 or definitely above 30. The next way to support your gut health is to manage your stress. Now, this is overused and we know that stress isn't good for us. And that short-term stress of, you know, running away from a tiger, that adrenaline rush can be beneficial for life or death situations or performing well, like if you're an athlete, for example, or you need to do something short-term and focused. But that long-term chronic stress is damaging your gut health. Animal and human studies have suggested that the psychological stresses can disrupt bacteria in the intestines, even if the stress is only short-lived. Now, we know these stresses can include psychological stress, environmental stress such as extreme heat, cold or noise, sleep deprivation, and the disruption of the circadian rhythm, which is where you might be working all night because you're a shift worker and sleeping during the day. That can have a profound effect on your gut. So to counter this, make sure you make time for self-care and add in small modifications to reduce your stress levels. This might include gardening or walking for 30 minutes, slowing down and being mindful, having a regular bedtime routine, meditation, deep breathing exercises, or even trying progressive muscle relaxation. You could also try yoga or Pilates to encompass these as well. All in all, we've discussed quite a bit about gut health and I hope you are all well versed in how to take care of your gut bacteria. To wrap up Gut Health Month, I invite you to check out the link to the Gut Health Month resource page and I'll pop the link in the bio so you can access it. There's a few recipes and more information about gut health so you can extend your knowledge further. As always, I hope you are able to implement some of the strategies from today to improve your gut health and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, 
head to at the bariatric collective on instagram or facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au and reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery i'd love to hear from you If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time. 